You are now in the zone. The zone with taste test live. Hosted by Damien Lamar and Blue Francois. Hey, hello. What's jazzing? I'm jazzing good today. That's good to know. Happy New Year. Happy um, New Year. Welcome to Taste Test Live. I'm Damian Lamar, host of Taste Test on WJCT 89.9 in Jacksonville. And I am happy to be back with my co-host, Blue Francois Extraordinaire, ladies and gentlemen. Mmm, clap, 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 clap. Yes. Taste Test is a weekly one-hour urban mix show that airs Saturdays and Tuesdays at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. And we are back here on Taste Test Live with the first official podcast of 2019. It's a new year and we have a new season of Taste Test. And we got quite a bit of stuff to cover tonight, which we'll do in a second. But before we do, Blue, can you tell us a little bit, tell our first time listeners what Taste Test Live is all about since we've been gone for so long? Every week on Taste Test Live podcast, we have a music digestion session and discuss the highlights and happenings of music and entertainment. We interview artists, singers, producers, entrepreneurs, and more. Yeah, that's right. So um, that's a bit of a mouthful. And um, also, too, coming up this year, we'll have more live in-studio performances, and we are also booking guests into March. We're already, first part of January, we're already booked into March. So if you're interested in being a guest on the show, or the radio show for that matter, um, head over to tastetest.live. That's www.tastetest.live, and we will strongly consider you, consider bringing you on. Um, we're going to take a quick moment to introduce our guest. We have a special guest in the studio joining us today, Mr. Chris White, leader and founder of The Cats Downstairs. Yeah, Welcome. Greetings, greetings. Thank you. Thank Happy you. New Year. Happy New Year. You also brought your lovely wife, Jihan. Hi. Hey. <laughs> Welcome. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's always a pleasure to see you guys. It really it's always is. Good always good to see you. Yeah. When I run into okay. you in the city out and about, you guys are doing your thing, you know, so in love. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So um, we're going we're gonna to jump right into our, our first segment. The first segment, for those of you have not, who haven't heard and have not heard of Taste Test Live, we have a segment called Put This In Your Mouth. Put it in your mouth. <laughs> oh, God. This should be interesting. So, yes, it should be. Um, mm, good. Yes. Really tasty. <laughs> because, again, our, our podcast is a music digestion podcast. It's all about the taste. So we're going to savor there. the flavor and put it in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you have to put it in your mouth and you let it sit on your tongue. Yeah, roll it around. Roll it around. Yeah. until it melts. Yeah, yeah. So blue, let's. What what do we have on deck? Who we're going to talk about this week? Oh, uh, we got a lot to talk about. A lot has happened. Um, oh, you know, Tiffany Haddish had a New Year uh, performance where she bombed out. Uh, she her she was very stressed and she it, it, people's uh, ragging on her on Twitter saying that this is the end of her career because oh, she forgot some no. of her jokes. And she did really bad and got real personal. But, um, but you know, Tiffany Haddish is a very uh, talented person. I think that she came from nothing, and there's nothing to stop her. So I wish you the best, Tiffany Haddish. Keep going. Yeah, it's funny because I actually had the privilege of seeing her when she came to Jacksonville. She oh, really? Per- yeah, she performed at the Florida Times Union. Or, excuse me, the Florida Theater. Okay. And her set was good. And you could tell, like, she, this was her first time, like, getting her stride on, her, mm-hmm. on the beginning of her tour. Mm-hmm. But I have to say... The woman who opened up, and I don't remember her name, the woman who did the opening act, mm. she nailed it. This girl wow. came out on stage 
in a fishnet bodysuit. Oh God! Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. It was, it was classic. Ah. She was like, "Y'all like it?" Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was good. And and of course, Tiffany is great. I love mm. Tiffany. Tiffany can do no wrong. So Appreciate she's still getting that paper. Yes. Yes. So. Shouts out to Tiffany Haddish. Yes. Um, also, MTV have reported that um, their new Coachella um, lineup and. After Kanye and Timberlake had backed out, Kanye was, um, he backed out because of the stage restrictions. And then Timberlake had uh, some other obligations with his tour that he's about to go on. So, um, so anyway, so they have named Childish Gambino, Tame Impala, and Ariana, Ariana Grande as replacements for the new lineup for Coachella this year, which is, which will be April, well, it, it's like the middle of April and it's mm-hmm. in California. So, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Coachella's huge. Mm-hmm. Have either one of you had a chance to go? Not yet. Sort of, kind of. We should make well, a, a special trip. We, we, we weren't there go. for Coachella. We were in California um, for a business retreat, yeah. I guess you could call yeah. it. And um, one of the things that we got to do was ride in a hot air balloon. And so we floated over Coachella mm. Valley. <laughs> so you <laughs> saw all the little on. ant bodies at the bottom. Like, you, they're enjoying this. There were lots of palm trees. No, no. It was, and it, Coachella was wasn't going desert. on. Oh, yeah. It was just what it, it was. Just the site of Coachella. Coachella. Okay. So okay. technically. Technically. Yeah. No, nah, okay. we haven't. No, nah, we haven't. But we, we might go. Yeah. I mean, your birthday's in April. Come so. on, man. I did. Just let me know so I can get my coins together. Come on, man. Yes. Let's manifest that. Yes. <laughs> this is the year of, speaking of, the, speaking of manifesting. Yes, let's uh, talk about it. <laughs> you know, I started off with, and we'll get back to this because we. this yeah, is all, yeah, this, this is, is how important. it works. I started off my year with something called the Oath of Manifestation. Mm. Okay. And I have been repeating the Oath of man- Manifestation since January 1, and I have been manifesting things positively in my life and negatively. Mm. You, When you manifest, you manifest. So you have to be very careful how you think and what you say out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. I agree. And who you align yourself with. Mm-hmm. So, um, but manifestation is real. Mm-hmm. It is uh, definitely the year of manifestation, no doubt. So, whatever you're thinking, you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Right? I yeah. agree. Yeah. So, Power that, of the mind. It's, it's we, we can create our realities. We do yes. create our realities for better or for worse. That's right. Before that, we I die. created this right now. That's why y'all sitting here. Exactly. Hey, <laughs> we were in it. synchronization. I because manifested we, you because I didn't. I needed to see your face. <laughs> Before we left the house, I was like, I want to be on the radio tonight. But I didn't say that out loud. And then you <laughs> and asked you and I was like, hey, so here <laughs> I am. I was I was manipulated by her manifestation. <laughs> <laughs> who manifested what? <laughs> who manifested who? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> like that meme. <laughs> right. It's yep. like woke meme. Yep. <laughs> I love memes. Wow. I do. I do. All right. So let's get B, Blue. Back to uh, put this in your mouth. Oh, yeah, yeah. What uh, about? <laughs> uh, we're going to get to the juicy stuff. Um, one last thing. Oh, well, two last things. Um yeah, Jen. Um, on I think it was a oh, uh, on the seventh, um, Blue Ivy had her birthday. Beyonce and Jay Z um, daughter. How old is she now? Um, she's seven. No, no, she's wait, wait. Not. She's yeah, she's she might she's, be. She's gotten wow. big, man. Wait, hold on. Oh yeah, wow. Yeah. Anyway, she had a birthday on January seventh. Wow. So happy belated happy birthday, birthday to Blue Ivy. Yeah, happy birthday, Blue. I think Blue. she is seven. She might be. Yeah. It just sounds just like that. it sounds like a long yeah. time. Jesus. <laughs> nah, I saw a like picture five, of her and she has gotten so big, man. You're so right, she could, yeah. And then she did have up. the twins. Maybe I'm thinking about the twins because they're small. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they she just had them, yeah. And um oh also Golden the Golden Globe winners of 2019. Um one of my I'm not gonna go through a list of them because a lot of them, but um you, did you ever see that book, that movie, The Green Book? 
I haven't. No, oh, you should to. see. I haven't seen it. it. It's a, Y'all oh, it's a, see it's it. a movie based yeah. on the based on a book. It's a, it's, a, it's based off an African pianist, um, and um, African American. Well, no, other African. I think was he? Af- yeah, African pianist, and he. You know, he was this big time, you know, African pianist, and he hired, and this was in the 60s, and he hired a, um Italian, you know, driver, and they went through, like, uh, he, you know, he took it upon himself to do, like, a tour, and I don't want to tell the movie, but it's very good. It it actually kind of, it it kind of gives you a synopsis of what, you know, mega, you know, like, people who had, like, talent, like, major talent, yeah. and how we were perceived, but they still was, you know... They still had to submit to these uh, regulation laws of the, you know, the South. Which, which is true today in, in some cultures. Yeah. yeah. And it yeah. was, I mean, it was so riveting because you could see both cultures getting to know each other. And it was, it was amazing. So I don't want to tell the story for anybody, but the Green Book, y'all should see it. Um, anyway, it won, I think it won an award for Best Drama. Um, it, nice. was t- it was uh, listed as a drama comedy. Um, it had some dry comedy in it, so I don't know why it was listed as drama comedy, but... Mm. Um, it won best drama, um, and also Bohemian Rhapsody um, got best, um, nice. um, won mm. an award for a best director, best directed, something like that. So. Did Black Panther get nominated? Nah, I think they got I nominated saw, for. I, wait, uh, I think um, something I saw. They, they did get nominated for a Golden Globe. Yeah. Wait, look, look, look. oh yeah, I think they was nominated, but yeah, I don't but think not win. But yeah. I'm just, I don't think another superhero movie has ever been nominated. This is true. Which is kind of we were talking about that dope. this morning because you know we were wondering how they came away without any awards. You know, Chris was talking about that. And, um, and I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know, with the Golden Globes, that's not really the whole superhero realm. You know, people right. are building respect for that as a genre. But as far as I know, the Golden Globes don't really readily yeah. recognize. Yeah, 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 right. So um, for them to get nominated. They did get nominated and it was beat out by Spider-Man. Um, really? They got, Spider-Man? Which they got Spider-Man? Best Motion Picture Animated Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So they were nominated. Uh, huh. So so into the Spider Verse one. Yeah, I'm, I'm making faces. Uh, I'm making I don't faces know over how here. I feel about so NewYorkTimes.com yeah. reported. Well, I'm gonna just say it was it was a Spider Man of color. So which was still kind of dope. Yeah. Even though you know it yeah. wasn't the Peter Parker Spider Man. That, yeah. that, you know, that so I don't know dope. the I don't really watch any of the award shows anymore. But to me, that immediately just feels like a throwaway. Like, what is the criteria that they base mm. these awards on? Because right. if you're putting question. the movies up against each other for revenue, Spider Man hasn't even been out long enough to come close True. to the colossal True. amounts of money yeah. Yeah. that Black Panther won. Again, I don't know what the criteria is. And then it's still, I mean, it's new. Black Panther came out what last Feb. February? Yeah. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and most mean, of these movies were released like maybe smashed it. Like, yeah. a couple months ago. Exactly. Yeah. But, Sp- yeah. Into the into the Spider-Verse was like fair, December, November. December. Yeah. yeah. Like a So few they slid in, I guess, under the under the wire for the so nomination process. You're telling me that it was I mean, I haven't seen it, so I don't know, but it was that impressive that it was able to to just completely overshadow Black Panther that was a cultural phenomenon. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. That 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 feels wrong it's awkward it's awkward it's a little awkward yeah. 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 but i digress yeah. yep yeah so um i guess we were saving the best for last is that is that all that we chris got brown yeah chris brown oh yeah oh, this is kind of huge because i mean as as musicians we all know the uh, the importance of owning your masters and i'll, I'll quote erica badu she would always say she's freeing the slaves and the slave masters but what she was talking about when you think about a, a hard drive mm. Mm. You have a slave drive and you have a master hard drive. Yeah. So it, it she when 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 that mm. turn came about, it it was it's important 
if you were a musician or an artist to really own your masters. Mm. And we hear stories all the time. You see it in, in the industry all the time when this artist doesn't have full access to their masters in the label or the publisher mm. or whoever, whoever has full access of it and will not release the information, will not allow this artist to get what's rightfully theirs, what they recorded, their work. And uh, Chris Brown actually just gained the ownership of his masters in his new RCA deal. Mm, congrats! So that's huge, and um, that's 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 really great. So you know, with that being said, that that when you have a master, you have a possibility of going back to that original file. You can create remixes. You can do new mastered versions. Mm. You can he can go back and add new tracks and add additional vocals. There's the possibilities are endless. Yeah. So um, that's huge. That's huge. And, um, you know, Tony Braxton and his reports say that she actually called off her engagement with Birdman. Ah, uh, boo-hoo. <laughs> they were so perfect together. <sighs> by by whose standards? I mean, you know. She didn't want to be the gangster wife? <laughs> but they were cute. No. They, they were cute. No, they were, weren't, you, though. You're being they nice, weren't. man. You're being nice. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 I couldn't resist. I've been wanting to do it all night. <laughs> and I ain't going to say no more. I, yeah. Yeah. Put some, I'll just put some respect, respect on my name. That's all. I thought about Cardi B when you did that. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about his. He do that. Yeah, he do you know that. who she borrowed that from? The Birdman. She borrowed it from him, apparently. I He's never been away before knew she came that. Yeah. 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 I never yeah. knew yeah. that. Wow. Yeah. So. Wow. That's deep. All right, so we gonna we had to save the the the, the worst for the la, the the last. Oh gosh, you I know. feel like this is gonna be like the. I, I don't I don't really have too much to say, but I will lead with saying that it has been my honor to have a host to host a radio show for an entire year, and ha I've never played this artist one time. <laughs> you sure? I'm positive. So are you hashtag mute R Kelly? Um, yes, yeah. So yeah, um, reportedly R. Kelly is now under criminal investigation based on the release or following the release of Lifetime Network's mm. Surviving R. Kelly, which mm. everybody is talking about. It is highly, it's a highly talked about, extremely controversial. Um, I did see the first three episodes and something that I saw, uh, he sort of, there was a, they started, I think on the first episode where he was this was like a few months ago in March basically yeah yeah we talked and about he it. says you know well they they and I'm and I'm, I'm I can't quote him specifically but something to the effect of you know why are they waiting 30 years they should have came out a long time ago and said all this 30 years ago don't they all say that yeah so uh you know it's it's unfortunate I got I my personal belief is that I had to stop watching because I was disgusted yeah um I was disgusted. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but I everybody that I know that has watched it said I couldn't get through the rest of the episode. Yeah, me See, yeah. It's crazy. Enough. It was. I mean, it's like enough. We heard enough. We heard yeah. enough of the same stories. Mm. Um, of course, a lot of these women are coming forward because of the Me Too movement. Mm -hmm. um, in my opinion, I feel like a lot of the um, the the people that they, he interviewed, some of the the, the girls that he dated. Some, you know, Sparkle was on there. He interviewed, interviewed her. You know, a lot of people, and this is me, this is my opinion, so this isn't factual or true. This isn't, it hasn't been validated or verified, but I feel like a lot of these women, for whatever reason, they didn't come out because one, 
they were getting paid. And and it's my understanding based on how the interviews were set up, a lot of these girls were always underage. He was scouting them, um, or it, it was said that he was scouting them. And, um, you know, the parents were involved in that case. So yeah. if you have a, a parent or a guardian that's responsible for you going on tour with R. Kelly, being in his video, uh, recording with him, whatever the case may be, parents are usually in control of their children, or in control of their children's careers, especially if you're, you're in the industry. I find it very interesting that a lot of these parents didn't, you know, some pe- some parents said that they were trying to call their, their daughters mm-hmm. and, you know, the phones were ring, 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 and they never answered and they were worried and worried and worried about it, you know. Um, you know, there's a lot of that was going on, and and you know, I don't know if he paid anybody. I, oh, he I, did. I, I, we don't know that. They said it in the interview, so mm-hmm. there there were reports <clears throat> that people were being paid. You know, there could have well, been some hush money involved. Yeah, yeah. There was there, now there was there's there's documented settlements on like when people tried to like when like you know he uh, I have a time I have a list of timelines because I was studying the case. Um, but going back to 2002 where he, when he first went to court and there were settlements where he settled with some of the allegations outside of court where you know they don't they can't nobody both sides can't disclose either or you know this um, that so were, like was were the records expunged in in court not expunged see that's, but that's where not expunged that's where they messed up but i'm talking about like the allegation details i mean the uh the you know settlement details of mm-hmm. like hey you can't say this can't say that so mm-hmm. some of the people who were featured in you know they were like people who were a part of it, but they never got a chance to like maybe press charges or go to court or, or you know what I'm saying? So these are people, these are new people, you know what I'm saying? That I mean, I'm sorry, I ain't gonna say new people. These are people who were involved in R. Kelly Live, but not people who had were brave enough to, you know, go to, you know, maybe kind of like say, hey, I want to press charges on R. Kelly. Right. Yeah. yeah so. so, I mean, in, in this day and age, I think, you know, I'm, 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 I take the seat of, you know, I'm, I'm literally sharing information. I don't know him personally. I, I don't know. Documents. I don't need, I don't know these people. Um, but I do know that he got married to Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. according to the document that was revealed, she yeah. was really 15 yeah. and not 18. And in most cases, 15 year olds a minor, right? Yeah. Wouldn't a minor require their parental consent? Yeah. Okay. So um, the only case that I can think where that wouldn't be true is if she was emancipated, but I don't remember no, she, hearing anything like yeah. that. So yes, she would have had to have some kind of consent. And uh, one one of the interviewers, one of the people they interviewed, um, she had said that they were all in these bunks, and you know they have the little curtain on all the bunks. Mm-hmm. They're laying there in the bunks, and you know the people joke and they take, you know they they they're they're together, and the door swung open, and R. Kelly. It was said that R. Kelly was having sexual relations with Aaliyah. And the parents had come back and said, no, we don't even know who this person was. That's not true. She's lying. Mm. But if your child is 15 and you knew your child is married, then your child was having sex with R. Kelly. Even though it was a, it was marital, it's still, you know. Was his music that good for us to... No, forgive him for it all the things he did. But it's that it, no, good. But no artist should be that good that we should forgive them. Yeah. Exactly. You know, there's no artist. I think. I mean, God rest the dead, man. <laughs> but I mean, 
we, we can go back to Michael. I can say Michael. We can yeah. go back to 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 a whole bunch of Elvis. artists that was Elvis. We can go back to some artists. And the problem was when they were alive, you know, we were we were so mesmerized by their music that we didn't we didn't even venture into their character. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I me personally, I've never liked R. Kelly. Not as a person. I don't know him as a person. He might mm. be a great person yeah. that's misunderstood. I'm just saying because I haven't studied the case enough. I haven't cared enough about R. Kelly to right. look into his history. I just He has not been on my radar since she came out. I just know he made music. I know the, <laughs> the one song I like is Trapped in the Closet <laughs> because it's funny. Not because it's a dope song. It's a funny video. You know what I'm saying? Um, the, the, thing, the thing that I think should be the takeaway from R. Kelly, uh, Bill Cosby, anyone. And and the thing that I really think ticks me off on social media is these people already got lawyers defending them that they're paying millions. Right. I think instead of people coming on social media and debating about what they think about the person, why don't we highlight the number of women that we know that have been sexually abused? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't 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 focus on what they did. They already got somebody they paying to defend them. You don't mm-hmm. have to defend them on social media. Right. Let let their lawyers do that. My thing, I think, is such a beautiful opportunity. I share it with Jihan all the time. I know more women, friends, family members. I know more women that have been sexually abused by someone they have been touched wrong in their life mm-hmm. than I don't. And that's a problem that's that nobody's talking about. That's so unfortunate. I and I'm, I'm literally, I know more women that have been touched by a minister, a stepfather, a mother's boyfriend, um, a uncle, a stepbrother, their own father. I know more women that have been touched wrong at an early age than not. Yeah. And that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And I think if we can take the energy to defend people that we just love what they do and their talent and their their symbol, if we can take that energy to do that, we need to be talking about women that have been sexually abused all the time. Right. Because I see people bickering back and forth. Man, you know, they're about to they're about to do a witch hunt on this man. And how you know he did it? And what about the fast women that asked for it? And what? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Hold that's hold not hold even hold because on. people talk like that. They don't say that she asked for it. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. But in their words, in between the lines, when they're not trying to say it and not trying to sound like that jerk. Read in between the lines. They're saying what she asked for. It's victim blaming, yeah. and that's what people do because they they're, they're comfortable with that. It's easier to to make somebody who you want to be skeptical of a target than your precious hero that you've built up in your mind. It's like I've never been a fan of R. Kelly. Like Chris knows, anybody that knows me knows R and B is my least favorite genre. Like it yeah. makes me want to tear my eyes out. <laughs> but there, I, I can say there Tell are. Tell them some, what you don't like about it. This is not the moment. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you later. It's the whining. It's the whining. Like, why are you begging? Oh, my. I can't yeah. take a... Uh, I'm sorry. That, yeah. We're not going to go down there. It's that. a good thing I don't play begging music on <laughs> I wouldn't listen. And I love you, but I can't. I just... I won't do it. But, you know, I going back to my point, I can admit there are songs and there have been songs that R. Kelly's been put out, that, that he's put out, that I've enjoyed. I'm not going to lie about that. Mm-hmm. But to me, once, once your character comes into question... Everything else kind of goes out the window, or at least it goes on the well, back so burner. That's like the, having the the rug pulled out from under. Yeah, you know, you're not standing on a rug anymore. And it's not my place to judge because we don't know. And it's just like Michael. Now, con- con- to the complete contrary, I am the 
and was the largest Michael Jackson fan in the world. Okay, you couldn't tell me that I wasn't going to marry him. He was going to wait at whatever age he was, and I was going to catch up. Did you, and we did were you own one of those zipper jackets so, back in the 80s? I wanted one so bad. And my parents are Jamaican, and they were like, no, you don't need that. So we're not going to do that. But you can sit there, and we'll let you rent Moonwalker as many times as you want. You can sit in your room and look at it, and you'll be fine. But when those allegations came out about Michael, I was I was upset too. I mean, it feels personal sure. because you you develop a relationship with these people that you feel like you know because you connect with them on an emotional level because that's what music does. That's mm-hmm. what music does, not the people. Right. The music. Absolutely. And so of course it's disorienting when you hear something like that. But even then I was like, well, you know what? If Michael did it, I would be greatly disappointed. And, it, and the thing is, you know, the crazy thing about it is the Internet has changed so much because I personally believe that if the Internet had existed throughout, say it had existed throughout history, there's a lot of stuff yeah. that we would have known, seen, been privy to because we have real time reports of everybody's every movement, Absolutely. every waking yeah. moment, what you're eating, what you're doing, who you with, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's hard to hide. When everything's out and open. For those individuals that put it out there. For those individuals that put it out there. But even still, there's a certain amount of scrutiny. I mean, the eyes are literally on you. There's always a camera. There's always a phone. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There's always something. So the chances and likelihood that you're going to get caught if you're doing wrong are much higher. Right. Celebrities back in the day had that allure, you know, and the, the ironic part, not ironic, but the interesting part about this whole R. Kelly thing is he's existed pre and post internet mm, right so there's a lot of stuff that this stuff just like chris has said before th- these allegations i'm not trying to minimize anything right. but this is not new yeah i remember hearing stories about r kelly messing with Aaliyah, and Aaliyah was my girl i mean we were like same, same age here. group same here yeah you know what i'm yeah. saying if she was my peer mm-hmm. and i was like but r kelly's cold <laughs> And then she put out age ain't nothing but a number and everybody thought it was cute. And I'm like, but are we listening to what is being uh, said? Surviving R. Kelly, they actually did a a little bit of dissecting that song specifically. And when you hear it now, you're like, oh, my God, it's it's incredibly disturbing. It is. Just, you know, similar to what they used when they over the holidays when they were talking about baby, it's cold outside. Right. And, And how that's now used in, in some in some stations pulled that yeah, song pulled, from their programming mm-hmm. as well so did because I, it's, it's, it's problematic no when you listen to the lyrics okay. the, you have a you have a gentleman that's literally trying to keep a woman from getting out his house she wants to go home yeah. and he's like baby it's cold outside I'll get you a drink it'll be alright just get on the couches and it sounds all cute and when you're both consenting adults I suppose that's fine but when you really look at it it can be problematic because mm-hmm. you gotta think about the time period that that song came out you're talking mid-century right Right, like yeah. maybe 50s, 60s, it, right. and yeah. look at the look at the culture at that time. Yeah. You know, women were not able to speak out and defend themselves even a fraction of the amount that, that we can now. Yeah. You know, the man's word was just what it was, and rape culture was just yeah. overlooked. Her first I mean, that's words just in the, the song is "I wish I could stay." Mm-hmm. But, but maybe it's cold outside. Right. And then at one point she's like, "The answer is no," and he's still talking about it's cold outside. And I'm like, "What, dude?" You know, wow. so it, was, it makes for a good jingle. Wow. I mean, I've enjoyed the song myself, yeah, yeah, but when you really, like you yeah. said, when you dissect it and you break it apart, it's like, I mean, it's it's sad because rape culture has just been so ingrained in us that it's we we all overlook it or we mm-hmm. we can easily overlook it if we're not paying attention. It, you, you know what? Let me say this. Uh, are we taking too much time on the topic? No, you have as much yeah. time as you need. So yeah. I, I, there's something, and I challenge men sometimes when I'm in a in a in, in a group and we're just talking about, especially when it talks about. 
um, female and male roles that we created, mm-hmm. um, archetypes, mm-hmm. and nobody really thinks like for for instance, all right. So if we go to religion, every religion, God is a he, mm-hmm. right? All of God's prophets are he's, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Father God, you know. Um, women take on our last names. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's so many things that we've just accepted. And then what we do from from a, a religious standpoint, we say, well, this is what God, this is what he wants. You know, mm. women subject to your men. Men, you know, women, you're you're the wife. You, She bore Jesus. Mary is special because she bore a son. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everything from the foundation, like all of our archetypes are male driven and women become these things even when you go to the bible david was a man at the god's own heart but he had she had tons of you know he had concubines he, had he, lusted, concubines. After, he lusted after somebody else's wife uh, lusted after some but even before that he already had he had hair he had he had women on the side he had hundreds of concubines wives plural and so did his son solomon and so did his son solomon so we, we're looking at just the culture as was created from the beginning or westernized you know when you westernize eastern religions especially when you go to the bible you made it from a i don't want to say a european standpoint but from patriarchal a patriarchal standpoint so Mm -hmm. women from our societal view are just things and we nobody wants to talk about that but it's like this huge elephant that's in the middle of the planet mm-hmm. <laughs> of the room yeah and this is worldwide women are things like they're things for us to enjoy men see nothing if a woman might not be feeling well she don't want to be a sexual object but you say hey shorty you look good or you fine girl or what and then she give you attitude because i don't feel like being bothered sir i don't feel sexy today i don't even want to be looked at or that I way i just don't know you or and we're not familiar you. and you're not allowed to talk to me like that and if i say that i don't want it then you should just back off but it now you're the b be word simple now you're the b word right, but it's right. not that i yeah. just you know i'm i don't want to respond to you maybe i don't find you attractive mm-hmm. but now you're the b word but we there we they're things to men Women are things to men, and we don't realize that. Sometimes, you know, I, I, I have to tell my homeboy sometimes, like, yo, stop looking at her like that. Because hmm. if a gay man looked at you like that, you will want to fight. Right. Right? Now, he ain't got to touch you. He don't have to say nothing to you. He's just looking at you in a lustful way. Now, it's a problem. Well, maybe that woman feels the same way. Exactly. Just look and keep moving, man. Stop acting like she is here for you to to you know this is a subject for you she's here for your pleasure mm-hmm. and she shouldn't get mad i'm complimenting her for looking at her like that no you're looking at her like she's a thing right an object mm-hmm. yeah. and the one next to her like she's a thing and the one it's not right man we got to start thinking about that in our society let me ask you a quick question um this, you know i hope this is uh, not offensive <laughs> but looking at catholic priests and looking at r <laughs> kelly or maybe michael <laughs> jackson um I'm, I'm noticing now just looking at news and just, you know, just remember when I was growing up, where is this fascination, this doc, you know, this fascination of older people, you know, taking accustomed to ha- having attraction to kids like or, you know, or, like or where pe- is that people in from? authority? Let's let necessarily yeah. say. Oh, OK. People, I was like, yeah. people in leadership yeah. positions, yeah. people yeah, what, in yeah. positions of authority, people yeah. in positions of, uh, of power. Yeah. Like what? Um, what is the that's what it really comes down to. 
like it, it's a boost of your ego. It makes you feel. Is this a manipulation? Like oh, they. I think it makes it. it you, you you have these targets that are easy prey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because we we want to talk about the situation with Aaliyah. Yes, yeah, she was 15 and she got married and this that and the third, but she was 15. Exactly. Zero experience. Like you don't know. <laughs> okay, I gotta <laughs> listen. I'm in the middle of my 30s and I still don't know what's happening. So I can't even, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Conceptualize right. like, what are you thinking as a 15? You think you yeah. know, she but you don't. Dash around so, 17 and 18. Thank you. Okay. Jay-Z. So so that's like, wow. you you have to think about that mindset. You've got you've got a, a subject or a victim, a victim that can't truly defend themselves. They don't have people around them that are doing right by them. That's because that's what your people and your parents are supposed to do. It's not up to you as a 15-year-old child to to, be, to have the, bear the full responsibility of defending yourself against a predator because that's what's really what it is. And then the people around you are not doing it. So you're getting in this mindset where you think it's normal. It's a new norm. It's a survival technique, really. Because even if it feels wrong inside of you, you've got to cope. It's a right, coping me- right. mechanism. We're all human and we all have to live through this. It's amazing the amount of trauma that be- can, that can become normalized mm-hmm. when you don't have somebody around you or the, the mindset in your own self to say, you know what, this is wrong and I am going to act out against it. You're not going to do this to me. And then when that becomes normalized, it's like this thing. So, I mean, even with like the Catholic priest thing that you're talking about, these these are little boys. They're children. You yeah, know, they can't yeah. defend themselves. Exactly. And people, grown-ups, the responsible ones around them that are supposed to be taking care of them and defending them are turning a blind eye. So the onus is on them. The predator is one thing, and that needs to be dealt with. They're but the people around are. them need yeah. to, to call them to task, too, because some of these people might be sick. Maybe you're sick, and maybe you need some mental help. It's not an excuse. But it could be an explanation, maybe. Yeah. But where are the rest of the adults? Right. Where's everybody else? I came, That's from, a good a tell, I came from a telling family. <laughs> okay. They tell on everything. That was something, and it's crazy. <laughs> you know, again, Chris and I, I mean, anybody that knows us knows that we we we're just we stay in that headspace. We talk to each other all the time. That's one of the things I love about him. He could keep up with this that's yeah. going on in my head. And we talk about that. It's like, you know, it's it's just it's it's crazy the amount of stuff people just get away with and don't pay attention to and mm. really just well, just I want to I want to close with something sort of comical but not okay <laughs> okay um I, I found this post um this was and I'll um, I'm gonna read her Instagram name it's mz.dez.rae Ms. Desray um she posted R. Kelly told y'all 23 years ago his mind was telling him no but his body was telling him yes. Mm. He ain't seen nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. He'd been filling on the and putting his keys in ignition since day one. <laughs> if they seem like they ain't ready, he got half on the baby. Mm. He told them to keep it keep it on the down low or else they're going to end up trapped in the closet. Nobody was paying attention. Mm. And she says, where's the lie? There you go. So it's interesting how they like took all his songs and, and, and wrote mm-hmm. that down. Uh, very, very interesting. I, I really hope this comes to, um, it's at a head, but I hope it's lanced pretty soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, the, the time, this type of negative media, it seems that the media accentuates a lot of the negativity. Absolutely. And it's, Absolutely. that's all we're consumed with instead of talking about the, you know, 
who got elected to Congress or uh, or or what positive changes are actually really transpiring. Talking in. about Flint, Michigan. Right. You know, everything it seems like it's it's being ta- the focus is taken off yeah. of what's really happening and, and put on to you know the the song and pony, the dance and pony show, yeah. so that we can not really be focused on what the real issues are. So hopefully this year we we learn from that and not succumb to the negative. I think it's becoming um, a new norm, though. I think the distraction. It's unfortunate. Because it's something every week. Yeah. Kanye one week, R. Kelly one week, mm-hmm. uh, the dude in the White House the next week. <laughs> you know, it's some names that just don't speak. Yeah. It's you know. very deliberate. And I, I think once you realize that, because there's, there's nothing overall or essentially wrong with social media. There's nothing really overall with the media as far as at least being informed you can be informed but we're so plugged in and we're so constantly and consistently just jacked into this in like unyielding flow of foolishness (laughs) that you can't really see straight so you know it's important for you to you know you what I do I duck my head in you know, I heard about the whole R. Kelly thing. I'm not going to watch it. I don't need to. Because, like she said, 23 years ago, this is not new. No, exactly. it's not. Sp- yeah. Just let me know when he's been convicted, if he's been convicted. And, and and even that, it's like it's still not my business because at the end of the day, there's still a long line of victims who are going to have to live with the yeah. trauma that has been inflicted upon them. Those mm-hmm. are the people that I'm concerned yeah. about. Yeah. And and if you if you really call yourself a humanist or if you care about people, if you're a true Christian and you really have compassion or whatever your faith base is or whatever your belief system is and you really care about people, you'll stay focused on that because at the end of the day, yeah. R. Kelly is going to be fine. Absolutely. And let's talk about the victims more. Yeah, you know, let's Absolutely. talk the victims that don't have a high-profile predator. You know, and, and what damage exactly. is being done to his children? As children exactly. that there are now adults, right? right? So, yeah, yeah. So, um, we're going to take a quick break um, and let's digest what we just talked about. Um, pretty hefty, and I, yeah. I, I had to save that for the last because that's again, I'm, I'm, we're we're pretty topical when we talk about these things, but um, yeah. Let's, we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, we'll be, welcome back to Taste Test Live. Again, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the host, Damien Lamar, and we're here with Blue Francois. Yes, yes, we're back. As well as Chris White, leader and founder of The Cats Downstairs, and his yes, lovely yes. wife, Jihan. So, welcome again. Um, on you know, We're not going to continue the conversation that we spoke about earlier. High frequency. But <laughs> let's change the subject and raise the vibration yes. and talk about you, why you're here. Um, I have to say, Chris, my point of reference is um, very interesting. I met you in the band room. At Jean Ribeau. Jean Ribeau. Junior high school. Uh, under the yeah. direction of Mr. Johnson. Come on. And um, oh, I wow. was in the woodwind section. I played yeah. tenor sax yeah. and I was struggling. <laughs> but I was struggling because I too was, I had issues, you know, family issues, mm. but stuff, stuff was going on in my life mm. and I'm, I was struggling. I was one of those kids that just couldn't get it together. Um, and I'm not afraid to admit that. Mm. So, um, you played tenor sax. No, you played alto sax, uh, that I recall. And Reebok 
Junior, yeah. which is so crazy because everything is middle school now. Right. And Reebok Junior said something about how old. Yeah. Oh, so speaking of which, we were in school when junior high was 7th, 8th, and ninth. You got it. And if you're in the same graduating class, you you were never a freshman because no. they engrafted ninth grade into high school. Mm. No, 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 no. Correction. Was that the last one? No, no, no. Junior high was just 8th and ninth grade because we had Sandalwood and then we had Ocean Way 7th grade center. So junior right. high. Because there were sixth was, grade centers. You got it. That's right. So now so middle seventh school is seventh through. That's right. Yeah. Oh, man. Yes. In the middle school now is sixth, seventh, and eighth. But we only had eighth and ninth grade. Yeah. So we, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, you played, okay, so the instruments that you played, you played tenor Alto sax. and baritone. Alto and baritone. Yeah, okay. yeah. I played alto and baritone. He might have put me on tenor one year. But mm-hmm. I know I played, I love the baritone. Man. Yeah. Um, and you still play to this day. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You become married to your instrument outside of Jihan. <laughs> I got. We're, we're we're falling back in love. Life happens, and you know, you just, you know, we went through the motions for a couple of years, and now we're falling back okay. in love. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. You know, I always joked because there was a there's a, a new artist. I, I play him on my show. Mm. Um, his name is Masego. I love uh, Masego. Yeah, Masego, if you listen on Tuesday it's night, you'll, you'll hear there's a, 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 a... I actually I have two Masego where he's featured on two separate tracks that I'm playing because I like him just that much. Yeah. Nice. But I found it very interesting when he did his song, Ta-da! Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a video of him playing, but I've always said, you know, growing up, it's so hard to sing and play the saxophone at the same time. <laughs> I always wish I that's could. Why, I can't sing, yeah, but I wish like, I could. That's why I don't play. And, you know, it's so hard to carry that thing around. <laughs> Man, this guy plays his saxophone and he, I mean, he allocate, he he just nails it. Dude is dope. And he sings yeah. at the same time. So, um, yeah. I like his style, too. He wears, like, the silk shirts. Oh, old yeah. school. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. He is Jamaican. So, yeah. You know. Okay. Okay. Mm. That's, I learned something my, new. That's my people. Yeah. We love a silk shirt. It's all about the feel. Yeah. Every, everything Irish. Everything Irish. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the feel. So, um, so Chris, um, I'm gonna just do a quick for those of you who guys don't know who what what cats the cats downstairs the cats downstairs is a Jacksonville based band and they've been around for. Now gosh, is gosh. July is going to be what nine years? Nine years, long time, guys. Yeah. Long time. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong. I'm reading this information from your Facebook, but the band members comprise of Christopher White, saxophonist mm-hmm. and vocalist, also known as Professor. Yeah. Yeah. So it's nice That's to meet you, Professor. Yes. <laughs> um, Don DG Green on trumpet and vocals, mm-hmm. uh, Shania Orkina. Michael Berger on vocals. Shekina. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Richard Lavender on keyboards. Uh, Ivan Trombone Trouble Ray. Mm-hmm. He does vocals and trombone. Um, also Brian or Ike Eichel Berger mm-hmm. is on keys and bass. And then staff, Chris Stafford. He's also on bass. And Angela Roberts or Child is on vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna do a quick. Yeah, quick, one more, one more, one more. We got Devin, one more. Devin Way. Devin Way. Devin Way. Yeah, let me yeah. tell you. Let me tell you. Yeah. Devin. Devin, yeah. Devin <laughs> is also going to be a guest. We already got him booked. He's he's going to be a guest in March. Yeah. I've known Devin since he was a baby. Wow. His father and I grew up in the same church, and wow. I watched his father one year. He played drums one like one Sunday. They like Gerald, get on those drums. Play the drums. We don't have a drummer. He got on, he played the drums. He mastered the drums. 
And then he starts sticking around after church and playing with the organ, like playing with the organ. Mm. He's the most he's the most phenomenal organist I know to this day. He plays and he sings. Mm. He's a fantastic organ player. And I, I love Erica Badu. I try to use her quotes as much as possible. She always refers to her children as being an improvement on the design. Mm. Mm. And I think that Devin Way is an improvement wow. on his father's design. Wow. Amen. He's yeah, going on his parents' design. Yeah, yeah, he is. I can't yeah. wait to get him in the studio. Yeah. I know he's actively working on some new material yeah. in addition to the stuff that he's working on with yeah. Cats Downstairs. But, yeah. um, man, okay, so over the last nine years, Cats Downstairs has become a household name in here in Jacksonville, Florida, providing an unprecedented and unique sound that is an amalgamation of jazz, hip-hop, neo-soul, rock, and rhythm and blues. And they have an unmistakable undertone. They are also unrivaled in the city's current music scene. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, they have, uh, they used to have a bi-weekly live basement party that was m- one of the most highly anticipated and well-attending events in downtown Jacksonville. Yes. Uh, reminiscent of, of back-in-the-day type house party and the throwback style is both appealing and refreshing and it's a breath of fresh air. And, um, I, you know, I have to say that you guys have a way of bringing the masses out because you have curated and um, and mm. created a sound, a sound that is uniquely your own for nine consecutive mm. years, and you're to be commended for that. So um, it's a pleasure to finally get somebody from Cats Downstairs. <laughs> in here, finally. And I'm glad I got Thank the person at the top. So Honored, um, man. Honored. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So what's, um, what's up with the Cats Downstairs? What are you guys up to now? So Cats Downstairs, we, we are definitely expanding... Um, so I'll say it's two, it's two branches of it right now. Um, we're expanding with original music, um, constantly working on originals. Um, so I would say by the summer we should be dropping it. We're not going to drop them. We're trying to work on a full project before Mm -hmm. we release a single, but everything else we want to finish a project, complete a project that we're, fingers crossed, will be released by the summer. That's what we're shooting for. So original music is the next direction we're going in. And it's original music. I mean, we're not trying to uh, reinvent ourselves or relive our 20s or anything like that. Just being honest with you. Yeah. We're making music for people that dig us. Um, you're not going to see me on stage with any skinny skinny jeans on. <laughs> nobody's nobody's I, I, trying to. I actually to, can't imagine that. I yeah, exactly. No, no. So we're not trying to be something other than what we are. And so that's one thing as far as the original music. The other thing is um, we're still doing covers, but we're trying to create more of things to help change the culture. Yeah. The culture of Jacksonville is really important to us because what I've what I've come to realize is my generation and the generation right behind me, we we have become cogs in the machine. We have to build something for the next generation. Mm-hmm. So what the Cat Sound Series is doing, you'll see us at the landing. And the landing is huge for us because you see everybody of every age group. Yeah. I mean, when they come out, you have kids, five-year-old dancing. All walks of life. 15. The other day we had, I, I just called the mother the whole time. She looked like she was about 70, just getting it in. And then you have parents. And then, so that's the thing where we're trying to, you have to raise the vibration to a certain frequency. Mm-hmm. And so our shows are not just about 
you know, playing music and just getting up there and people like, ah, the cats and we love you. It's about what kind of culture are we creating? How are we changing the vibration and the mm-hmm. frequency of the city? So it's all about the positivity. We're bringing people together with that. And then uh, last Friday we had an event. We're doing like socials right now. So we had an autumn social. We did a winter social, which more of like an upscale. Uh, we're going to do some a spring social. And um, summer social, I'm hoping it's like at a at a mansion or something, a pool party or something. We yeah. just want to do. So we're trying to do something because Jacksonville has so much talent, so much potential, but lacks so much vision. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. You know, we lack that vision. Bear, that bears repeating. Yeah, we have so much talent. We have so much potential, but we lack vision. And I think what happened that the. the the recognition or the ego sometimes eclipse the potential that we could mm. have. Mm. If if we could just think of a city growing and not just me mm. being recognized. Exactly. Yeah. And so the cats downstairs are about the city growing. We partner up with a lot of people. Um, we appreciate the people. Like I I know fans' names. I know I know their kids now, and mm. you've had families that have grown with us, like literally. Yeah. And so you know. We don't go on break and just go somewhere and just be off to the set and be like, I don't want, I mean, we go mingle. We dance with the fans. We meet people. We, you know, so it's more of just making money and doing music. We're trying to do something for the culture of Jacksonville. Yeah. Like, come out and dance and don't care about who's watching. It's not, it's not no VIP section over here. You're not profiling off at the club. Like, get off your phone and dance. That's it. Get out of this and get into get into your happiness like dance like nobody's watching dance yeah. like you're at the house and when people come to our shows that's what happened you know people just dance it's almost like it was a dude i met one time i can't say dude was hood i don't really know but he looked like you know he was kind of rough around the edges and he was he was telling somebody in the band he was like man i just feel i, I feel lifted when i leave y'all shows man it's almost like church i feel lifted and so to me i don't think we're just playing music we're making people feel god yeah, because we're channeling the right energy out to the people. And so you almost get that feel like you've been to church. Like if you had a rough day, people be like, man, I had a rough day, but I just need to come to the show to release, man. Yeah, I just need it. I just love the energy y'all bring. So for me, yeah, we're doing covers, but we're trying to make more shows that create a culture. Yeah, I tell you, you don't have to think like Jacksonville yeah. is just. No, I mean, you know, it, this really this, this is worldwide. You know, I, my, first, my first, my um, first. I'm thinking, and now that I'm thinking about it, believe it or not, my first time ever seeing the Cats Downstairs perform was at one of your events, Blue. At Endo Exo. Endo Exo. Yeah! Oh. Yeah! yeah. So, so here's why. This, is, this was the point of reference for me. This, is, well, this was the point of reference because Whoa. you talked about a vibe and talked about an experience. I was like... Yeah. Who are these people? <laughs> um, you know, and I was literally, and, and it takes a lot for me to like, especially if you're not a, if you're a local act, and I and I don't mean this in any way mm-hmm. disrespectfully to any any of my other comrades or you know colleagues in the industry here locally, but well, you know, pe- local local acts get oh, it's it's a local act. They're just you know they're just saying they're on stage just playing music, and mm-hmm. you don't get the the same respect that more commercial artists receive. Mm. I felt as if I was witnessing a, a concert that I would have witnessed if I had seen, you know, D'Angelo or, uh, mm. you know, uh, Thank you. Uh, Dave Matthews Band or something wow. to that effect. Like, wow. 
where you like drawn in and it doesn't you don't care about anything the lady asking you what you want to drink hold on one second <laughs> um, I mean you know like, I mean you like, literally I mean that's like there you guys were putting on a show and and, and yeah. you know the lead singer at the time she's a really tall girl Sierra 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 Miriam Man, What's she, up, yeah, yeah. It, she was, she, she nailed, she's, she just mopped the stage. She's yeah. mopped it up. <laughs> so, um, I have to say, you guys, I mean, it, I've watched your growth and it's, it's, it's to be commended. I need more music. It's coming. But you brought some today. Yes. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> set, set up the track real quick. Cause we're going to, we're going to take a short break. We're going to play this track. We're going to come back and we're going to talk to you some more. What, what do we have today? So the name of the song is beautiful. By the cat downstairs. It's on Spotify. It's on Title. It's on Apple Music. It's everywhere you want to be. All right, yes. there you go. <laughs> so right here on Taste Test Live, <laughs> we're listening to "Beautiful" by the Cats Downstairs. Yeah, yeah. have a taste. We live in a society where images matter. And based on those images, we determine what is good and what is bad, what is ugly and what is beautiful. Because of many of the images of my people in this society, we've forgotten just how beautiful we are. The flow of our hair, the texture and tones of our skin, the rhythm when we walk. We want to remind you in this song that we are beautiful, that black is beautiful. Don't forget it. Mitchell shows in the music industry and get back to artistry, like. Made me wanna holler. 
what's going on I'm black and I'm proud and the change is gonna come But a change won't come if you think you're the one with a Seat at the table for a plate full of crumbs Because what you become is a They're blind and dumb to the people in the struggle that's on the bottom Money has no power if you give it to a coward And speeches sound good but them actions speak louder We're more than entertainment, it's time to change it Now let it in our skin, breathe it in, believe again Cause you are beautiful, my people, yeah. song is beautiful I love it. it's a it's a it reminds me of what you guys have captured mm. in these nine years mm. and, and how you've so eloquently created something beautiful it's beautiful so um i can't wait for more 
And I and can you promise me that you'll bring music back to the station? Yes. You'll, you'll bring it here first. I'll bring it here first. I'll bring it here first. Did you see the video of them recording it? Of them no. putting it together? No. So dope. Really? Yeah. How did I miss that? We did like a promo video. I had it on as a cover for Bible. Yeah. Almost all last year. You can hear <laughs> them talking. It was kind of like a quest love, Robert yeah. Glasper feel. It's yeah. in black and white. Yeah. <laughs> so the recording we did down in Orlando. Um, Who recorded that? Star Lake Studios. Oh, so, wow. but we got it mastered here in Jacksonville. Oh, gotcha. Mo, Mo okay. Henderson, mm. Mo oh, Henderson. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he did. He did the mixing and gotcha. uh, master of it. So, yeah, yeah. Hey, that's good. All right. Yeah. How y'all came up with the concept of? So, are we on? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we so, the concept, <laughs> <laughs> so the concept. So the concept. Interesting story. So, I've recently gotten into writing music. Oh, hey. and producing and producing some stuff. Um, okay, so it sounds like you're tapping it, tapping into that pioneer gland. Tapping, up there. tapping hey. into that pioneer, man. Uh-huh. I'm de- I've been decalcifying this hey. for quite some time now. Okay. So, uh, um, so tapping into that. So what happened was I bought an Apple. This is the first time I think I'm really. So you I'm bought really a MacBook. So I, finally. Welcome. And then I tr- I came over to an iPhone. Mm. So how was your transition been? So what happened was he I got had the Apple me there computer to help him. She I, was there. She helped me out a lot. She's been way. to Apple. I used to talk so much junk about Apple and uh, Android, okay. but so she I digress. So <laughs> I bought a I bought a Mac, right? And it came with this program called GarageBand. Yes. <laughs> so I was I was waiting. I was on a new job, and I was waiting for all my paperwork to come through. But they were still asking me to come in, and I was like, "Shoot, you paying me? Bet." So what happened was I just broke out the, the MacBook, and I just started playing around with GarageBand. The track for Beautiful was like one of the third or fourth tracks oh, I made. Oh, wow. Right. Nice. So, and I, I later on, I'll just let you hear the the raw garage band. Yay. Right. So, what happened was, <laughs> it was an organ that I put in there. It was like, do, 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 So, I started thinking, I was like, you know what? Because it was during the time when uh, Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. And some, it was a lot of the black motors were getting shot a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I was tired of rap, seeing rappers just not doing anything that projected positive images. So I said, we're beautiful and nobody's really talking about it. So what happened was I already had a rhyme, the second verse is me, the first verse is Don, uh, the trumpet player in the band. He's, mm-hmm. he's rapping the first verse. I'm rapping the second one. So I already had that rap. Don Green uh, is rapping at the beginning, trumpet player and uh, vocalist. Um, I'm rapping the second verse. Both of all, us already had those raps written. Mm-hmm. Um and so my rap stars off maybe our children need to see Nefertiti on the TV, images of Ramesses on the screens at the movies. So I put that one in there. I had already wrote the chorus line. Uh, you're perfect in the skin you're in. Uh, embrace your melody. So the, the 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 chorus that you hear being sung, I wrote the chorus for that. For the track I wrote, and I added my rap, and I said, hey, Don, don't you have a similar rap that's talking about, you know, being black and beautiful? He did that. So... Um, we have a great MD, um, Bryant, which is Brian Eichelberger. Mm-hmm. So I brought it to him and Chris Stafford. Mm. And so I said, hey, man, we need to bring this to a live format. Yep. And then Devin got a hold of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we added some horn licks to it. Myself, uh, Don Green, and Ivan Ray. Mm-hmm. And so we built uh, a live track around it. So what you hear on the recording is us that's like one hit. 
in the studio. We so went down to one live studio. recording. That's one why it recording. sounds like a concert. And yeah. then we went over it one more time and did another run through. Then we came in and put the lyrics. So what we did is, and what we want to do for the album, we're not tracking out anything. We're doing every taking everything back. Excellent. Old school, oh, but, Excellent. live instrumentation. So everything you hear on there is 110 percent live. We did right. some stuff so in post. Bands out there, you 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 hear step the formula. The he's up. he's yeah. giving y'all the formula. Y'all better step it up. Step it up. And so, <laughs> well, I, I mean, I hope they do. I wish the best for everybody. You know, yeah. I do. I, I mean, I think there's enough room in this city for everybody oh, yeah. to do what yeah. they want to do. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. yet everybody still gets. It's the venues. Yeah. It, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you the venues. Can we go off on this tangent real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I'm going to tell you the thing about the venues, and I'm saying this on the radio station now, and this is free advice. This is this is just how bands can be successful here. Mm-hmm. Find a venue to do a residency in. Yep. That's all we did at Zodiac Bar and Grill. We did yeah. a residency. Zodiac Bar and Grill was our place. Yep. Every we, Friday. I, I, even, I even now, me... I'm just a giving dude, and I want everybody to grow. I even said, hey, the Fridays we're not there. I shopped at some bands. You know what happened? They didn't show up this Friday. They didn't, you know, they didn't. They Sad. weren't consistent with it. But mm-hmm. that was our venue. You know, even if you, you you were invited by the cats to play there on the weeks that we were off because we said we got this locked down. This is a platform for bands. You play here. But that was our venue. All the band has to do is find you a residency at a venue Build your fan base up. And be consistent. And be consistent. Consistency is key. Consistency. You know, start on time, relatively, Mm -hmm. (laughs) as musicians Mm -hmm. can. Uh, Give the people the show. Treat treat the people right. Let your fans know you appreciate them for coming. And build a fan base. That's all we did. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's did. it's interesting now that I'm looking at the the format of how your show has always been. I can think I don't think I've ever seen you guys headlining with anybody, with mm. any other band. It's always been yeah. the cast downstairs. Yeah. Like, how, what, what's the, like, is there a reason? Yeah. I mean, you mean as far as a, a established band and on mm-hmm. the, on or, or, or national, yeah. or you just mean national stream. or local? Um, I, I mean, I guess, like, I, and I always say the band, I tell you, this is something I say, the cast downstairs is not just the band, we're a brand. Mm-hmm. Um, like even our shows now, um, you know, it's sometimes it's a real uncomfortable conversation with promoters, especially promoters that I know. But we promote ourselves, and I'm not saying that in yeah. a in a yeah. in an egotistical way at all. Well, in this day and age, you have to. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not I'm not saying that from an egotistical place. But what I'm saying is, we've built a brand so much that we have a promote. We make all of our flyers in house. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. we do all of our Facebook invites. That's in house. Any Facebook invites you see out there, any social media, I'm I'm back there. Yeah, in between man. doing whatever else I got to do, let's make this invite. Yeah. Um, Gina, our manager, hey, she does the flyers, or we, we outsource it. But we do everything in-house because what happens is before you can put other people on, you have to build up your own platform. Right. And that's what we do. Um, so we do put – on our platform, we open it up to other artists. We open it up because you have to – that's why I, I'm, I, I'm trying to answer the question. Mm-hmm. That's why we focused on our lane and building something that was exclusively ours. It makes not, sense. Not yeah. from a selfish format, but from a format of – we want something that every musician in this band can eat off of. If you're leaving your family for three, four hours, you need to go home with some bill money, mm. not just gas money. Mm. That's yeah. deep. You know, so we had to, we couldn't do so much with everybody else because we needed to build our own platform that musicians that were in the band, musicians that were in the band understood that you are not just wasting time here and we're not just playing for, for giggles. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is yeah. this is something that you could be proud of. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's why you didn't really see a share because we were building our own brand, our own promotional. So let's show. let's go back to the beginning mm-hmm. so that we can go to the end. Um, <laughs> back to the beginning. How did you come up with a concept? You're you're the founder. Mm-hmm. What made you discover or, 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 or want to even start the Cats Downstairs? Okay, so what happened was there were, there were a number of, I had uh, two bands that I was involved with before. Um, one was a brand with my with a friend of mine. His name is Isaac Lawrence. We used to mm-hmm. just play banquets, um, go around. We played everything from Music Soul yeah, Child that, yeah. to, and that's when I came across Blue. <laughs> <laughs> I remember <laughs> that. Me and Blue did one or two gigs at, 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 <laughs> at Boomtown. Me and me. <laughs> Boom, Me and Blue. Yeah. It, it's, it's funny. It's a funny story, but there. Remember, I'm I not missed. sure if you remember the band that I was in with Tommy called yeah. Even Still. Yeah, we got our wow. start at Boomtown. Come on, man! Boomtown was a we beautiful were, place. We, we had a gig at Ninth and Main wow. at the time. Oh, that was I remember Ninth and Main. Yeah, we and left Main. the gig at Ninth yes. and Main, and Tommy's like, "What's going on here?" I think they were doing Vampire Improv, and we didn't know it. Yeah, and we walked down the street, walked in the door, and Stephen Dare was there. Wow, and we said, "We want to play here." He says, okay, come back Friday. You got a gig. That's how they were? We were like, oh, okay. That's how they were. So what we started doing, and it's interesting, we treated Boomtown like our residency. And we literally, it was supper club nights. People would come there and they would dine. And we told them, we're using this as our rehearsal time. Yeah. So we might make some mistakes. We might tell a few jokes. You know, I might get mad at Tommy or something or whatever. But it's real. And it just reminds me of one day, this woman, I was, we were, everything was all original material. And um, I'm singing, and, and the majority of the stuff that I was writing was love, like about love, love. And the lady in the audience, she, she says, you know, you guys sing a whole lot about love. What about a hate song? <laughs> and I looked at her like, really? <laughs> like, what kind of question is that? Like, you really asking me to sing something about hate? And I, the name of the song is called It's Not About You. Wow. <laughs> Dope. And I freestyled it, and it became a single. It's nice. out there. It's on Bandcamp. Really? Go look. Damien Lamar, It's Not About You. It's you not can about hear you. the song. And it's it's evolved since what we heard, yeah. you know, the, the even still days. Huh. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I would say it was, uh, I wish uh, the Cats Downstairs was at the pre Boomtown the one on 8th the one on 8th that's the one I'm talking about yeah that's exactly what I'm talking about I wish yeah I wish the the cast downstairs or the one downtown downtown subterranean yeah that was sexy yeah that would that would have been like man I I I found what you know I heard Leon Timbo there Mm -hmm. um Anthony David. Anthony David. Anthony Come David. On, what came you know about there. Anthony David? I actually, Bloom, I actually um, covered with uh, uh, did a, a, a show with uh, Cameron Corvette. Cameron Corvette, yeah. Mm. That was, uh-huh. you know, so Jaguar White was there. Yes, sure was. Guapale came. That's right. Guapale came. Guapale wow. came, and I missed it. I just wanted <sighs> to be there so I could smell her. <laughs> but you know, uh, no, you know, Nocturnal Escape was there, so they was bringing yeah. the big. Very name. good. Yeah, yeah Nocturnal so shout Escape. Out to shout out Tiffany, shout out. Tiffany Duhart, and Emmanuel Washington for yeah. for creating that. Maybe maybe they'll come back and and it's do it like a, a, a anniversary. It's, yes. it's been fourteen years now. Can you believe that? Yeah. That'd be dope. We need to put something Jeez. together. Yeah, you need to. Oh, you know yeah. what made the cast downstairs and Chris White so remarkable? They were one of the few bands who would do a show, start on time, show up. 
play a full set. <laughs> just, you know, the basics. The basics. The basics. Yeah. Show up on time. Start on time. Such a novel yeah. imagine, imagine that. Imagine that. <laughs> People came to see you. So they the, showed up. <laughs> so I want to finish because I want I do want to yeah, get some shouts out to the name. Sure. So it was me and Isaac Lawrence. We had a band. And from there, Isaac uh, moved to Japan. Pan, I believe he was in the military or North Carolina, something like that. So he left, and so I came across. Um, I was at Grand Park, mm-hmm. teaching at Grand Park, and we're doing this. <laughs> we're doing this. Uh, this show, this variety show for the kids. Tanisha Tate was there. I'm sure y'all know Tanisha Tate. She Tanisha, sings. I know Tanisha. Okay. And walks up uh, Cyrus Caranta. Mm-hmm. So me and Cyrus Caranta linked at that show, and we started a band called the Musicologists. That's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm t- yeah. Full circle. Full circle. Yeah, yeah. we used to play. We was talking about that. If you go back and listen to some of the episodes, they talk at yeah, least talk- about yeah, musicologists. Yeah, yeah. musicologists. We had fun, man. And, Hottest uh, band. Yeah, we used to love it. We used to play out of a. Uh, uh, five Points Coffee and Spice. Yes. Right on. You remember Five? I used to be there. Yeah. Look, yeah. Five Points was the spot. I used to be Come on. Be, I'm telling you. Yeah. Yes, sir. And we used to do just all. We used everything. to do everything. It was. Um, and not just covers. We just, sometimes we just go off the cuff and play stuff. So um, the musicologists disbanded. You know, it just, yeah. you know, um, we just went our separate before ways. Before y'all time. Y'all was before y'all Yeah. Time. Musicologists was high. <sighs> um and so at the end of Musicologist, Edon, Ernest Jackson came on to that, and Dom was already playing the trumpet player and vocalist for the Cats. He was already playing. So what happened was we decided to start another band. And uh, Ernest Jackson and myself were neighbors, uh, not neighbors, but uh, roommates at the time. We were in this spot on San Marco. And above us, there was this doctor with his wife. Lynn Sharp was her name. Um, and so she used to always ask us to feed the cats because they used to, they had money, man. <laughs> <laughs> they had money. <laughs> you see it, the light bulb is. Add to the fish. Let me show you how it happened, though. So, <laughs> she, her and her husband would go out of town all the time. They, I mean, he was a doctor. They would go to India for like a month. They would go here for like a month. And she fed all the neighborhood cats. And she said, you know, guys, I'm going out of town because the door, we had a common area where she would come down and with me. I'm going out of town, guys. You know, um, I want you to feed the cats. Can you do that for me? And Ernest was like, sure, we got you. We got you. Um, And so we said, hey, man, we started practicing. Are we making too much noise? You know, the band, we're starting up a new band. She said, oh, no, you guys are my own personal cats downstairs. Hey. Boom. And he and I looked at each other, and it was like the light bulb. It was like, bing, <laughs> bing. And so, now, the bittersweet part Dang. of that, a year later, Lynn Sharp died. Oh. Um, but I believe it was brain cancer. She was oh, so she rest sweet. In rest in peace. She was so sweet to us. Mm-hmm. She allowed us to practice her and her husband. Um, she was an artist, mm-hmm. uh, brilliant, and just a beautiful human being. And so I just I wanted to give Lynn uh, Sharp a shout-out tonight. Um, she, her, and her husband allowed us to make a whole bunch of noise, yeah, and uh, develop a whole bunch of music. I mean, that sounded just, good, yeah, yeah. Mm. So that's the story. Wow, yeah. I'm it's so glad I asked about the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> so sometimes you got to get the beginning in order to get the end. You got it. So here we're gonna create this book. Yes. Um, you mentioned a possible album in mm-hmm. the summer. Mm-hmm. You also promised me you're gonna give me an exclusive. <laughs> Absolutely, you got it. It's recorded okay. right here. So, uh, right here. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm very excited about that. And can you? We'll take a. We're gonna go out now, but take okay. a quick moment and tell everybody how they can find you, 
and okay. uh, where your next, next can I, few games Can I add be? this excerpt real quick? Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about the song real quick. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, Beautiful, the song that we wrote. It was a song that I, I was real concerned with black images mm. from the media to, um, I mean, we're seen as athletes, rappers, convicts, thugs, baby daddies, baby mamas, reality TV stars. Yeah. We're just seen as everything, and everything is just, it's almost like when Malcolm X was reading the dictionary in, in prison, mm-hmm. and he went to white, and it was like pure uh, the color of God and heaven. And then he went to black and it was like dirty soil. It's almost like these are the images of black and white in America. Wow. And so I'm like, yeah, but hmm. we have melanin in our skin. Wow. Like we have, we have, we've built the pyramids. We knew about distant galaxies before the Greeks even discovered what a telescope was. Like we, we've done all these beautiful things. Yeah. We're beautiful. Why are we talking about that? Why are we just talking about what we are in America instead of what we've been to the world? We are beautiful people. And since nobody's talking about being black and beautiful anymore, I wanted to write a song about being black and beautiful because if you can be black and a baby mama and we joke about that, why can't I put out there, hey, you're beautiful. We need to tell it to these kids. Absolutely. Tell this little girl that so she won't rip out her precious hair mm. trying to put weave in it at seven. Let her hair Bleach grow, her, her beautiful skin. hair. Yeah, bleaching your skin. You're you're beautiful, and we need, especially as males, we need to tell yes. our children, our, yeah. our wives, our sons, like you are beautiful just as you are. Yes. You're beautiful. So that was the intent of this song. Uh, beautiful. I just want that. Lovely, that. lovely. All right. So get in touch with us at Cat Downstairs. K A T Z Downstairs ends in a Z. We are on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, catsoundstairs.com is our website if you want to book us we have a booking tab there just send us all the information our manager Gina will reach out to you and we'll get everything going man we're just trying to spread love good energy we feel uh, it peace thank you man yeah thank you thank we you feel it yeah so any any final words Jihan uh no I think he covered it yeah it's good you guys are a beautiful union um thank you yeah it's it's so it's it's nice to see um it's nice to see that, and I have to acknowledge it every time I see it. Appreciate it. Um, Cyrus and Lindsay were here, oh, yeah. the Swades. Mm-hmm. Um, go back and listen to their show. Okay. When they came in, they sat exactly where you sat, and they oozed like, dude, just like, it's coming, it's coming out of their pores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, it's funny because Cyrus actually, he cooked. He we invited, invited me to their home, mm. cooked. It was the, real spicy, uh, wasn't it? It was very spicy, which I like. <laughs> yeah, he likes uh, spicy food. Jack, jackfruit. It was a jackfruit uh, Thai dish that mm. was amazing with oh, lemongrass wow. and 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 um, and lime. And nice. and nice. next week it's my turn, so they're gonna have a taste test at my house. Come on, man, nice. vegan Come style. So okay, yeah, yeah. 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 So um, blue, can you take a quick moment and give us um. To take us out, man. Oh yeah! Before I do that, mm-hmm. I would like to tell you a little funny story between me and Chris White. So, yeah, please. So listen, listen. Hey, listen. So stop you know, recording. Hit the stop button. I don't no, know what listen. he's going to say. Listen. So he's you been, know. But wait. Before that, let me not interrupt you. But Blue has this propensity of like. He saves these questions, kind of like a, a cow has like these all these stomachs, mm. and they go through the process. He'll let you go I'll get all your questions in, and then he asks all his questions at the end. I'm like, how many Drop questions? Oh, on. I got I got four questions. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought you that right. <laughs> no, I'm not asking the question. No, I want to tell you. So you know when uh, when when I first uh, 
got into in cahoots with Indo Exo before they changed management, and then I think they had brought then the cats downstairs. So what we used to do is so they was they was to merge what we was doing because we was like all over the place. I was I, me and Seven was doing something there every week, and then they brought in the cats downstairs. So what happened was. Um, I used to mess up their names at the beginning of the show. <laughs> so, Talk so about it. Talk I about used to it. Be like, I used to be like, now, you know, at first I, I used to be serious. I used to be like, uh, hey, now I'd like to uh, welcome the the cat. I used to say, I used to say the, I forgot what I used to say. The cats, the, the, the cool cats downstairs, something. Uh, cats under the stairs. Something under the stairs, something yeah. Crazy. So I used to like... say something crazy. So he would get back on before they set. It goes, we would like to thank Blue Friend for Love. You know, just Blue. <laughs> and they, I, used to be, I used to be like, oh, man. So I would take, I wouldn't take it a shot, but they'll take a shot back at me. Yes, sir. you going to get our name right. I mean, so so I, 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 <laughs> the time that I, I, I did one song, and I was testing it. I was called, I Feel Like Moving On. <laughs> And I came to Indo XO. It was probably the same night. I was like, how am I going to get up and do this song? Oh, I asked you to sit, yeah. And you didn't pronounce my name right either. Oh, mm. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's today's show. <laughs> if you like what you heard, please follow us. Please follow us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. At Taste Test Radio. We also have a brand new website. It's hot because me and Damien are on there on the banner yep. at www.tastetest.live. There you can find all of our old episodes featuring some of our past guests. Taste Test Live is also a fully syndicated podcast and is on all podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Castbox, and more. And I have to say, because I always ask, everybody to give us a review because that's how we know you're listening yeah comment on yeah. facebook uh tweet I'm five at, stars at damien lamar at blue francois mm. on twitter um at taste test radio mm. but guess what we got we did get one review and you know what he said what so damien is a very interesting interviewer and so are his guests Oh, nice. So I have interesting people yeah. on the podcast, present company included. So there you go. Um, well deserved. And well that's deserved. our show for this week. I have to, of course, you know, without saying this, this goes without saying, it's my honor. And I, I, I say this week after week after week, coming back in this new year, I'm, I appreciate the gifts that all the creators bestowed upon me. But mm. I produce, I edit, and and I record this whole podcast. Yeah. And um, by yourself, Come by, by myself. So respect. I'm looking for some interns to who want to understand the the art of audio production. Uh, if you're listening, and you know someone who you think would be a good fit. Sit and have fun. We have Autumn Lee, who is our production assistant and soon to be marketing liaison. And Autumn's great. Yay. She she wants she's awesome. She's awesome, and she knows she is. I, I, we you know Autumn takes wonderful notes so that we can give you great synopsis on our synopsis on our uh, uh, when we actually do the podcast. So the, the some of the text that you read comes from her ingenuity, and I have to give her credit for that. So um, also special thanks to our friends and our our family, um, WJCT Studios who is allowing us to use their space to record the podcast yeah, here. Respect. Um, WJCT is a leader in public broadcasting here in Northeast Florida, and they've been around for 60 years and extended me the opportunity of bringing urban radio. And so my new tag for 2019 is that I am redefining urban radio. Yes. Yeah. My definition of urban radio is not black 
urban is not black. Urban means city. It means mm-hmm. culture. Come urban on. is yes. Chicago, New York, Miami. Come on. J- Jamaica. It's metropolitan. It's metropolitan. Yeah. And with metropolitan, you can get a little bit of France. You can get a bit, a little bit of Haiti. Come on, you, get a little bit, you get a little bit of the world. And mm. I, I do my best to feature build a culture, a bro. lot of a lot of uh, a lot of culture, a lot of music yeah. through um, through taste tests, and and it's it's an honor. So, one last thing, I have to say this: I'm so excited. It has been one year since I've been on the radio, and we're having an anniversary party. Thank you, thank you. Um, so, those of you who are listening, if you are live, if you live in the Jacksonville area on January 19th, exactly 11 days before my b- birthday. Um, at Manifest Distilling, doors open at eight o'clock. Um, everything happens at nine, and it goes until we will also do a live radio broadcast on the first night of Taste Test. We used to be on Sunday nights, and now we're going to be effective January nineteenth on Saturday at eleven o'clock. Hey. So, really, really excited about that. So, um, please tell your friends, anybody at clubs, let them know they want a pregame. On 89.9 before they get to the club cool. or on their way to the club. Yeah. And um, and then the DJ's going to take care of them at the club and then they can listen to whatever they want to afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, come out. We're going to have $5 drink specials. There'll also be um, ex- exclusive performances and a roast for a friend of mine who is leaving, Keela. She's one of our very, very, very first podcast episodes she was on. And um, I'm going to get her back in again to talk about what she's done how much of an impact she's made here in Jacksonville and in my life specifically um, in just a, a short nine month period of time that I've known her um, so we're going to roast her real good and if you want to we can do like some video roast and I can yes. put it up and she yes. won't even expect it yes. make it now nasty roast <laughs> <laughs> the falling off the bone kind of like tender roast <laughs> so that's it for us this week again thank you so much for listening to Taste Test Live I'm Damian Lamar Blue any final, any final words um, I just want I just want everybody to vibrate higher man yeah that's yeah. it vibrate higher that's it yeah yeah alright so you heard it here first we'll see you guys next week peace 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 and love